Hello and welcome, this week Diceratops presents D&D Live, pour some centaur on me. This is a recording of our sellout live show at Bats Theatre Wellington on the 28th of November 2020. Our players are Stephen Youngblood as Randy Dwarf, Jared Baker as Fran Grothild, Tom Adams as Jackwick Gambleson, and Jules Bergeser as Mascara Stormfire. That's the same lineup we had in our very first show two years earlier. When the gang gets back together, you know things are going to get epic, and they sure do. I am Morgan Davy, the Dungeon Master. Let's dungeon some dragons. Welcome, everybody. We're about to begin a, uh, a wonderful Dungeons Dragons adventure that will involve a few centaurs. Um, you might have you might have uh, learned something about centaurs. For example, um, you adventurers should know that when centaurs hear someone they don't like injure themselves on a course they hear a sound kind of like this so that's good um right what we're going to be doing is joining these four heroes as they are concluding a quest a quest that has led you to retrieve a very special amulet from the dread necromancers of plume and you're bringing it you're Easy. bringing it Done. to um, to see some centaurs because the centaurs uh, there's a particular centaur that asked you some time ago to get this amulet and now you've done it and it's all pretty cool. Um, but what I'd like you to do is introduce your characters and do so by kind of describing a moment in the amulet quest where you showed off something that your character does really well or really badly or something that will let everyone here know. Okay. You're that kind of person. So let's start with you, um, Stephen, as Randy Dwarf. What happened to this adventure? What is Randy? Sure. So uh, Randy is a, uh, a dwarf, uh, a fighting dwarf. Uh, he likes to fight, and he is a dwarf. Um, so Randy, one of his great skills is his, is his ability to charm anybody and any creature. He's very. He's got a lot of charisma. Um, you know, it's traditional with fighters. Um, and dwarves. I think maybe and you guys have got th- their own there shape. was uh, one particular incident where there was a um, this brutal, like I want to say, like a dog wolf beast, like a giant wolf, guarding the entrance to the mm. the amulet in some way. And um, one thing that Randy does really well is he's really good with animals. So he just walked up and befriended the um, the wolf, and then distracted it long enough by running very fast um, for the others to go and get the amulet. And uh, Randy had a great time. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Good with dogs. <laughs> Mascara. Yeah. So Mascara is a uh, a half elf rogue, um, usually wearing fairly dark clothing, hiding in uh, the corners. And uh, in this case, yeah. She, she was hiding. She was hiding in the darkness um, because she hadn't realized that the dreaded uh, necromancer was actually dreaded. And um, in order to not make him angry, she had to hide in the corner while she lost her, you know, uh, laughing. Uh, so she could then focus. But it was okay because, you know, once she popped out, she shot him a couple of times with a hand crossbow with sneak damage. And it was, you know, it was all good. Yeah. Awesome. Jackwick. Uh, Jackwick is a um, is a cute little halfling, uh, little little guy linen, just you know, cute little hairy feet. He looks like a folksy farmer type, and there he is sitting on the banks of an underground river with his little fishing pole in there, and he's just looking real cute. And uh, and you just want to say, hey, how you doing, Jackwick? And then he just turns to the side, and there's a Medusa, and the Medusa's eyes fall out because Jackwick's face is twisted into something uh, completely unrecognisable to time and space, and. Uh, 
just shadows just start pouring out of what should be his eyes but are now just pools of black and the world just kind of takes on a meaning that isn't of any kind that we know of and uh and then jack wick goes back to fishing and pulls up a <laughs> delicious jack wick. Jack wick, <laughs> delicious fish pure black <laughs> comedy <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Fran is a half-orc uh, cleric, but also an atheist. Um, <laughs> so um, picture this. Randy covered in wolf bites, <laughs> bleeding and out. And kittens. Uh, refusing to admit that he's in any pain at all. No one else doing anything about it. Jack Wick and Mascara chatting away. Fran, very reluctantly, saying a prayer to a god he doesn't believe in in order to heal Randy's wounds. He looks great. I was fine. Yeah. <laughs> Randy was fine. Randy nearly died. <laughs> Probably From a did. wolf. Yeah. So, a pretty amazing adventure with uh, Medusa and giant wolves and, of course, the dread necromancer of Bloon. Um, it's, it's pretty fantastic to have escaped with the prize, this wonderful amulet. It's actually, it doesn't look too um, fancy to look upon. Um, it's got kind of a big pearlescent globe um, that, that is set into the uh, base of it. It catches the light of the um, late afternoon sun. It looks very pleasant. And um, the light that hits it is kind of rippling a little bit because you're on the water. You're on a little uh, sailing ship, just a small one for going down a river or across a lake, which is where you happen to be, on a big lake. And you can see hills all around. You're way out in the wilderness, heading to centaur lands. And uh, right over the far side of the lake, that's where you expect these centaurs to be. So let's just have a moment of, um, first of all, I want to know who's kind of in charge of steering the ship. It would be Randy. Oh, fantastic. And who, which being being of the traditional hill hill tribes, loves a boat. Fantastic. And who is holding the amulet? Oh, probably mascara. Wonderful. She's got a, you know, she's a fan of shiny things. Cool. Yeah. Mascara's got the amulet. And which among you is particularly worried that Randy's going to sink the boat? Probably Randy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's hear, let's hear a little bit about what's going on on this boat. Do I really have to keep holding it like this? I mean... Can you... It would be really good, actually, if you would put it away, like... We're on the water. I feel like... If you drop it in the water, I'm not diving uh, in after it. Look, if you two kids can't stop fighting, we're going to turn this boat right around. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm already doing that. Don't worry. I just don't want us to have wasted our time fighting necromancers and wolves and... Not circles. I know, I'm really good at circles. Oh, God, I feel yeah. so sick. <laughs> really good at circles. Oh, there's another one. <laughs> uh, I love sailing. flash of movement at the front of the boat as a little frog is now sitting in the prow. Really good at frogging, too. At you. It kind of shakes its little shoulders and it gazes at you. Gazes at you, Mascara. Um, um, hello. Don't, don't kiss him. I've heard this one before. <laughs> it's Go and kiss tongue him. suddenly snacks out and tries to grab onto the... Yeah. Hell no. Oh, <laughs> give us a, um, a uh, dexterity saving throw, please. Okay. 
All right. Well, I rolled a 19. 19. Uh, right. the, plus five. <laughs> the frog's tongue um, just sweeps past as you whip your hand back. Two more frogs jump up. And then looming up behind them is the bulbous head of something larger than human sized. It's big webbed hands clamber on the front of the boat, tipping the whole boat down as it hauls itself up, swirling around its distended toad-like face is black smoke imbued with the emblem of the necromancers of Plune. They are making a last ditch effort to regain what was taken from them. And this giant toad thing lumbers up onto the boat, opens its mouth, and prepares to try and eat you. So, um, let's, let's have a quick initiative roll for everybody oh, wow. to start right. off, and um, we'll see where we go from there. Randy's got a solid six. Wow, fantastic. Fifteen. Okay. Uh, it'll be a fourteen? Mm, good. Thirteen. All right, so we'll start with you, Mascara. We'll go down the line, and then to me, and then to you. So, what happens? What do you do? Uh, I like the boat starts tipping. I'm yep. arguing with a frog. Yep. Um, I basically just put one foot on this thing's nose and try and like stay on the boat while I like stab it with my other hand. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so you plant your boot and have a stab. So let's have a let's have a roll from you. Uh, oh, 18 on the dice. Oh, I'm rolling lights out. Nice. You plunged right into the weird sticky flesh of this creature and it belches dark gases at you as you injure it doing tell me what damage you do and then it'll be your turn tom about six six damage awesome it's a good start so jackwick uh jackwick will um reach up his hand and uh a whole bunch of superimposed images of the frog will um appear over itself uh, as different kind of uh potentialities appear as he casts Hex um, giving him a disadvantage on will save, uh, wisdom saving throws mm-hmm. and then he's going to in the head of the frog go down, down frog down <laughs> dissonant whispers uh, so he's going to take a DC 15 wisdom save okay and oh he makes his save uh, it's di- uh, with disadvantage my friend oh of course he does not make his save that's you, why you do disadvantage. Uh, um, so you dissonantly whisper in his in his head, and he hears, takes down. eighteen damage and must immediately move away. Oh, all right. Um, he steps back and then poosh, falls into the water and um, kind of disappears beneath the surface. He's somewhere below the boat. You see, frogs are a lot like dogs. That's right, rhymes. I start rowing. <laughs> Mascara is like, g- g- guys. I'm in the water. <laughs> Jack Wick throws it at the pole. <laughs> yeah, I grabbed the fishing line. <laughs> All right. Um, you start rowing. Let's have, a, let's have a strength roll from you to see how effective you are at getting some movement. Um, cool. <laughs> are, we, are we still in combat? Um, yep. yep. I think we are because the, this thing is like it's in the water now and it came out of the water. So it's returning on its action. I don't see why water would be the natural habitat of a frog. (laughs) Yeah, I was just standing on it when that happened, so... Um, Okay, so it pops up out of the water and its tongue leaps out and grabs onto you, Jackwick, and then I need from you, I think, a saving throw. Give it disadvantage, please, on the attack on me. Oh, yeah, okay, that's fine. He still makes it, he still makes it. Can I have a... um, A strength-based saving throw, please. Ooh. It's not going to be good for me. Uh, 15. 15. Oh, you just 
you just make it as the tongue grabs at you you manage to hold on just on the side of the boat as it's trying to suck you his giant toes dig in yeah fantastic randy crouching in uh randy uh cuts the tongue with his axe all right just takes a big swipe tongue tongue cutting roll uh for that's a 21 21 all right bonk um, you slam down into the tongue. This this weird toad creature does not like having its tongue chopped at. Uh, what what damage do you do? It's eleven damage. Okay, eleven damage. Um, I gave him a saving throw. Um, hmm. He's got disadvantage on that, doesn't he? If it's wisdom, yes. Oh, it's, it's not wisdom. Not. It's just a it's just a, um, a constitution based one to not give up the fight after his tongue gets half severed. <laughs> And uh, he's got, Randy's going to fully see. He rolled a 20, so even though his tongue has gone all wonky, it's still holding on to you this weird, dark, horrible blood because this thing comes from a, um, a plane that the necromancers of Plune have summoned it from for this dark, dark purpose. Um, it, its bulbous eyes kind of swivel and look at you darkly. Randy bulbously looks at him as well with like googly eyes. <laughs> and. Um, Using a second attack, leaps at the frog into right. his mouth. Oh, fantastic. Um, axe first. Axe first. <laughs> Can't see this going wrong. It does. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. 15? 15. 15 is just what you Ooh, need. It's right. AC 15. Ooh. So you... Okay. So So now Randy's in his mouth. Okay, you're in You're mm-hmm. in the mouth. Okay, so what I think what we'll do is we will say that the axe goes in first oh, yeah. and we'll do some kind of axing damage what's what uh, in 11, the vicinity 11. of 11 11 all right cool okay um and now you're in there too mm-hmm. kind of i see you sort of balanced like a tightrope on the extended tongue <laughs> and, and the tightrope right. is kind of half bent because it's part severed and you're there and it's mending itself and it's all a bit, bit weird. And it's like slacklining. Yeah, slacklining. Very good. Mascara. Uh, she's in the water uh, and sort of being towed behind the boat a little bit yep. as it's trying to be moving. And she's just like still like with this amulet in one hand yep. just trying to hold on and like like chase after this thing to stab it some more. <laughs> so I don't know. I think that would be quite difficult. Do you want me to roll with disadvantage? Yeah, let's, have, let's have no, actually, no. Let's just, right? you're, you're a crazy hero. You do this kind of stuff. I, I mean, I love it. I'm yep. into it. Um, uh, we're going to do a, no, that's pretty shit. Uh, 14? Uh, 14. <laughs> yeah. 14 is not quite enough. You need 15 to get this thing. So all of the water splashing in your face you're desperately holding on to onto your position you can't quite muster what you need as this horrible toad thing renews its efforts to get jackwick into its mouth jackwick what do you do so close your mouth when you're eating and he uh, fires a couple of eldritch blasts uh, at the eyes of the of the the weird froggy thing Uh, and those are a that'll be one 13 and a 22. Mm-hmm. So one of them will do six damage and push it ten feet. Okay. So and the second one does hit. You strike it and it's it's pushed back. It falls away from the boat. Its tongue extends even further. Randy is right on its mouth. So there's this there's this kind of water skiing situation going on right now. Jack looks on the tug of war thing where he's taking the tongue and it wrapped it around his side. <laughs> Um, cool, Fran. You've 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 got some good speed going, adding to the to the wind. And you look behind, and you can see in the wake there's there's Randy kind of swinging side to side, jammed on the front of this horrible toad. What do you do? 
keep going. I <laughs> uh, keep rowing. <laughs> That's why we're going around yeah, in circles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're just passing mascara by. Yeah. Bring him round again. <laughs> cool. All right. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, I think the first thing that happens is those three little frogs that are nearby to you, Mascara, they all um, start kind of hopping on top of themselves and then they meld into one bigger frog. Bloop, they have a trench coat? Bloop, bloop. Yes, with a little tiny <laughs> trench coat. Yes. And then it makes another attempt to snatch this amulet out of your hand and it rolls a Ooh, only has a three. It rolls an eighteen. I think that's more than your your armor class. Yeah. All right. Yep. So its tongue grabs onto this thing. You are now in a tug of war. Opposed strength rolls, or it's going to rip it out of your hand. I don't. I don't like this. Uh, why would you give me eleven now? <laughs> so no, eleven. She's got 11. no strength. Okay. Well, I only rolled a three. So you're in luck at the moment. But the battle continues. So there are two tongue situations going on. <laughs> We've got a double tongue complex environment happening. Uh, the the okay, the big one that has you this in its mouth. Okay, it's gonna release its hold on whatever this weird halfling strange creature is, and it falls into the water with its tongue flying back to wrap around you. So I'm gonna give it an attack roll to try and entangle you and take the initiative away from you, and it only rolls an eight, so that's not gonna make it against your armor class. Correct. So this messed up tongue. So you are totally in control of the situation where you're inside its mouth sinking below the water. What do you do? <laughs> Randy, Randy takes a second to think. <laughs> looks around. But you're in control, mate. Totally in control. Uh, looks around and sees this water sort of level rising. Mm. Sees his friends. Sees the frog. Looks down the frog's throat and dives right in. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. With axe first. Oh, oh no! Uh, it's okay, I got a plus seven, so that's nine. Nine. Mm. Fun fact many frogs swallow their prey whole. Okay, what I'm gonna do, because you are inside the frog, I will give you advantage to hit I, the I, frog. I also get a second attack. Okay. So. Do, do them both. Alright. Let's go. Some frogs use their eyes to help them swallow. Cocked, cocked, cocked. No, that's uh, the 14. Alright. So that was the advantage, so that fails. That fails. Second attack. Alright, here we Randy go. rallies, takes a deep breath, and then just smiles. Because he <laughs> loves this stuff. That's a 26. Oh, that's, actually, no, that's a crit. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, a crit on 19. Yeah. So that's a crit. So it's going to be a double damage. <laughs> Fantastic, alright. No, 22 damage. It's like, like the frog swallowed something delicious all and right. then it bit him. The frog, um, the frog thing is, well, we'll get back to you because you others, I think um, Fran is kind of in the best position to observe as, as this frog thing just sinks beneath the water with Randy's feet disappearing into its mouth as it goes down and you probably are feeling reasonably ambivalent about that given previous things that Randy's jumped into the mouths of um, it's not the first this is the, yeah this is not the worst thing he's been swallowed by so uh, Mascara you have you have a f- little frog tongue what do you do yeah yeah so she she lets 
mm-hmm. them pull it towards them for a second yep. and then uses that slackness to dive under the water mm, nice. so that she can like grab some momentum, swim up and attack them from the underneath of the water. Okay. Yeah, that's All what right. she wants to do. She free willies them? She free willies. <laughs> I don't know how. She's a wood elf, not a penguin. (laughs) (laughs) I can see how you get confused. (laughs) Um, So that would be a 17. 17, that's enough to get that little frog. Um, You stabbed the frog doing... Uh, Nine. Nine, okay. Frog is not in a good way. Uh, It discorporates into three smaller frogs, and one of those frogs is completely skewered. Um, The other two smaller ones, they both have much smaller tongues tangled around the amulet at the moment so you're kind of under just surfaced on the water there are frogs kind of half on the boat i think they're on the boat i'm still kind of off the end like off the boat okay cool jack quick um jack wick uh because the the tongue the tension of the tongue is released he's kind of flipped backwards and then he lands nimble like a halfling as they all are and his little his giant toes grip again under the ground and propel him forwards and he jumps up onto the side and fires two eldritch blasts at the two remaining frogs the two little frogs yeah two little frogs went swimming one day over the edge and far away 14 so it'll be a 21 and a 26 both of those frogs are smashed to pieces mascara you surface, you're fine, you've got the amulet, it's safe. There's just the matter of this other, the rainy situation. Fran, <laughs> um, you, as you come close, by, you've got like this big oar in your hand, yeah. you can see this froggy shape under the water, what do you do? Okay, well, you know, steering as close as I can to, yep. to, to, to Randy, and um, realising that, you know, if anything happens to the oar, it's going to be a long road. <laughs> Save the, the oar. Save the <laughs> Instead, I put I put the oar down, get my get my get my quarterstaff, and yep. kind of poke into the water, trying to lift. Ah, the... excellent. Okay, let's have, have an attack roll. Okay. Yep. Uh, twenty. Twenty. Okay, that is enough for you to jam it with your quarterstaff and haul this glutinous mass out it's kind of it's got limbs that are weird and distended and it's um it's greenish color is fading into into weird blacks that are swirling as you look at them and you can kind of see this um armored dwarven shape elbowing <laughs> through its its body in various positions what damage do you do from your quarterstaff strike uh that's a very good question uh eight <laughs> eight okay all right so you have dealt 80 points of damage to this beast between the lot of you and it has 84 hit points so it has just enough oomph left in it to adjust the position of its jaws internally to chomp down as hard as it can on randy the hell dwarf and it's going to do that with advantage because you are literally inside it. <laughs> and it that's hits armor class 18. Yep. Oh, no, that's a miss. <laughs> so it I use my axe to wedge the joints. <laughs> so in, somehow, even inside, you are, you are not able to cause it any problem. I think as you wedge your axe against it, it bites itself four more points of damage. <laughs> <laughs> but bites its tongue. Oh its god, tongue. that's the worst, isn't it? Oh. Bites the inside of its cheek, and yes. then it's like swollen. So it's like you keep biting it for the rest of the day. It's oh. just the worst. Oh. Randy's in the it's water. The he's wearing full plate. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so so luckily, 
you have extended a quarterstaff, and so Randy is in a really good position to wave at that as he sinks into the water right next to you. You want to try and grab one of the quarterstaff? Uh, sure. Let's have a dexterity roll to see if you can manage to do that. Oh, Dex, my strongest suit. <laughs> Four. <laughs> okay, seeing as Mascara is in the water as well, yep. can she, like, dive down and you try and help? Can, you can, you can. Uh, let's... Uh, we won't make you roll for this because we've, we haven't even met any centaurs yet and I don't want anyone to die until we do that. Yeah, just go on so with three more characters. Yeah. But then, Randy's going to die. <laughs> yeah. And Randy just gives up. <laughs> All right, so um, the, the hideous frog thing, its last vestiges, its bulby eyes kind of pop, revealing this dark smoke that forms the image of the dread necromancer of Plune and he glowers and grimaces and then it fades away into nothing and Mascara you kind of holding on to the quarter stuff in one hand hauling this heavy dwarf full of armor with the other hand it's it's probably going to be a bit of a stray but you manage to pull it off you get Randy back on the boat you're all there you've got the amulet it's safe the end of the quest is at hand you can see the jetty on the side of the lake you get to take a deep sigh of satisfaction or whatever you want to do. And I put the mascara down the corset. Uh, put, the, put the amulet down the corset. Nice. Randy, uh... I, oh, hey, look, guys, I found the sail. <laughs> and then the boat just sort of circles again. <laughs> I can't believe he promised. He promised we could go. And if you can't trust the dread ne- necromancer of whatever, then I don't know who you can trust. Oh, I thought I recognised that guy. <laughs> Well, you did cut a large part of his face off, so I can understand why he wasn't so, you know, recognisable. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, that's right. That was fun. We had a good time. You <laughs> did seem very happy. You Man. passed the duchy to the right, remember? He didn't like that. No. <laughs> the boat <laughs> hits... Well, I, I, I don't know how hard it hits. That depends. We'll just leave that to Randy and his um, nautical abilities. Very hard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the lovely jetty. There's, like, there's, it's actually a stone jetty. It's dwarven, mate. This was, this was a dwarven structure from some time in the past. Very hard, but perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful stonework on the side of this lake. You can see alongside there is a um, big cliff face uh, that falls right down into the, into the lakeside. There's a little stony bank. And then beyond that, there are um, hills and uh, beautiful kind of uh, pasture-covered paddocks, fields, where you can see centaurs. And the centaurs, they are celebrating. There is a big centaur festival underway. You can see that there are flags fluttering. You can see that um, there are centaurs contesting with each other, wrestling. There are stalls where they are trading and sharing food and crafts. And you can hear everywhere the sound of centaurs happily enjoying themselves. Hooray! Yeah. So, happy. Um, there is a galloping sound as one of the centaurs comes down to the jetty to see you arrive. And you come out of the boat and... Uh, they look at you waiting for you to introduce yourselves or say what you're doing here at the Centaur Festival. Hi, uh, Randy and Randy's Bunch. We're Randy's Bunch. Um, and uh, we've come 
we've come uh, to return like to a quest that was really exciting that you put us on but like you didn't have to throw a festival for us but thank you for doing that it's really great I really like parties and um, I'm really good at parties and my friends are fine to come as well and they're going to have a lot of fun and Randy I'm Randy and this is Randy's bunch and um, we've got a, a quest item that you gave us from the necromancer um, he's dead now but um, maybe not because like we just saw him so, yeah, there, there are frogs in that river. Did you know? There are oh, frogs yeah. in that river, and they're n- not very nice. Not anymore, though. We, we took care of that for you. Oh, mate. Yeah. Oh, well, welcome. Uh, um, my name's Bingo, and uh, come on up. Oh, I just noticed you're a centaur. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, he is. He's, um, he's a centaur. He's got kind of a big horse part and a big person part. And <laughs> Randy, and Randy goes Bingo up and touches the, the, the horse part <laughs> and then goes and touches the person part yeah. and then touches the horse part again and then Randy and I'm like that's amazing yeah. hey Randy. hey front he's got, Randy. he's got rippling abs hey front this guy's like you front this is my friend front he's in Randy's bunch front's a half, a half orc and he's a half horse but like I don't no 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 you don't want to be talking like that around here just word to the wise you'll upset centaurs if you're Call us half horses. He called me wise. We're all centaurs. <laughs> centaurs. Yeah. Now you'll be wanting old uh, Velma. Yeah, she, if you've got something special, Velma's the one. Velma, Come that's on. the one. So, what was your name again? Bingo. Bingo. Ah, that was, that was what your name was. Yeah, it's me, Bingo, Bingo. I'll help you out. I'll, um, you know. I can see we're going to be good friends, Bingo. Yeah, I reckon so. What's your name again, Randy's Bunch? I'm, I'm I'm Randy. And oh, this of is, the bunch. Of the bunch. Yes. Hey. And this is my. These are my friends. This is uh. That's Fran. And there's uh, the little man over there is Jackwick. He's little than me because he's I'm a halfling. Hot halfling, not a little man. Yeah, I, I I'm a half elf too. You want to cover that? Oh yes. Um. This is Matilda. Mascara. <laughs> she's she's with us. All right. Um. As he's as he's going, he leads you along this path. Rand, Randy, like, <laughs> just assumes he can ride. <laughs> Bingo. Oh, no! <laughs> okay, so you, you start, you start going no. up. As you start going up, Bingo moves and you fall on your face. And you fall on your face, you land on the, um, what is very clear to you when you're up close to it. It's the remnants of an old dwarven road that leads from the jetty into the side of the hill where there, there must be some dwarven thing over there. It's all overgrown now. But... That's all right, because Bingo's kind of riding ahead of you, and he's um, looking out at the other centaurs. are all stopping and looking at him, and says, "Hey, everyone! Uh, this is Randy. He's got a bunch. Say hi." Where are the bunch? Hello, hello, hello. Hi, centaurs. Hello, centaurs. <clears throat> what are you guys doing in like a, dro- in a dwarven settlement? That's awesome. I love it. All having fun, I see. <laughs> big, big festival. Yeah, looks nice. Love the ribbons. Hey, look who's headlining. Beyonce Nay. <laughs> Randy. I'm getting back on the boat. <laughs> I thought that was Orson Oates. Randy. Randy and friends. You guys go ahead. You have, you have succeeded in your quest. And emerging from the crowd of centaurs is the... Horse Lord, the leader of these centaurs, the one who spoke to you so many months ago and suggested that it would be a wonderful thing if this amulet could be returned. Her name is Velma. And she's got a horse bat and a person bat and rippling abs. So she's a centaur? Yeah. Yeah. Great, cool. Thank you. And And we've met her before. Do you bring... 
do you bring the amulet? Yeah, Mascara pulls it out of her corset and just sort of hands it over quite like, you know. Reverently, she takes it and lifts it and holds it up so everyone can see. Everybody, it has been returned. These four are now guests of honour at our revelry. Hooray! Hooray! Yay! Oh, I love being a guest of honour. Does that mean the drinks are free? (laughs) Enjoy. And all of the festival is opened up to you and and you find yourself surrounded by centaurs and people who are keen to show you things and um, they drape flower garlands around you. And Randy gives everyone a kitten from his uh, cup of endless kittens. It's like a souvenir of Randy. And they're not identical. Every kitten is different. Some of the centaurs are very interested in your, your cup of endless kittens. But in fact, they seem very interested in everything about all of you. They're, they're very personable and interested and there's, they're very keen to talk. So um, uh, let's see what kind of stuff is going on around the, around the festival. I like um, to think Mascara's like smacking people's like hands out of her because <laughs> she's assuming people are going to be trying to steal her purse because that's what she would do, you know? Yep. Yes. So, um, let's see, there's a, there's a whole bunch of stalls selling all kinds of different things or kind of trading and bartering, or like there's uh, bric-a-brac, bric-a-brac, there's, there's, there's um, food, there's, there's like a little hot chips guy. Um, <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. With like, the hot face, dog on a stick, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like you can buy little bags of fudge. Yeah, the candy bags. Spiral potatoes. Spiral potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Wicks spiral potatoes. Jack Wicks got like two lots of spiral potatoes. Yeah. They never have enough tomato sauce. Yeah. Spiral yeah. potatoes. <laughs> he's, he's just gone to Hexblade. Ah, fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. Um, so, let's see what else. Um, I think, uh, Randy, you would be uh, being led around by Bingo. Bingo is pretty keen to keep talking with you. And um, he'll be leading you towards the ring where there's like tug of war competitions happening and wrestling. And um, there's little races happening in the vicinity and jumping over things. And um, all the centaurs are kind of watching these contests and really getting into it and enjoying themselves. It's all pretty fun. Um, uh, Jack Quick, you are, um, well, it sounds like you're neck deep in all the, f- all the food right now. Yeah, Just going for some potatoes. Oh. Lots of potatoes. All of the potatoes. Very good. The only thing that doesn't go off. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> cool. Um, you're into, your, into, into potatoes and food, and um, there are centaurs are very keen to um, feed you. Um, <laughs> In fact, I think uh, amongst the centaurs, there's this guy, he's got, um, he's, he's wearing like a swan dry, and he comes up to you, and the swan dry kind of parts, you see rippling abs. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, uh, Excuse me, mate. You wanna um, wanna buy a raffle ticket? We've got a meat pack. <laughs> sir, I would love nothing more than to dice with probability. So yes, yes, sir. I will have many raffle tickets. All right. Okay. Fate but- is on my side, sir, and I have seen the end. I will have many raffle tickets, sir. What okay. is the cause? Is this to children? Because that's good. Everyone should get some raffle ticket money. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I'm just I'm on a bit of a potato high right now. <laughs> Most people go to carb sleeps. I go to carb hyperactivity. I, 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 I thought he seemed chippy. <laughs> I thought he seemed chippy. Okay, good. good. <laughs> <laughs> Was that? You, you said he seemed chippy. <laughs> I, I said I thought he seemed chippy. Okay, good. <laughs> I agree. Up. 
like you paid for the tickets <laughs> you kind of mashed that one though Fran um, I'm back in the blowing can't believe I stuck between you two reluctantly you're heading back to the back to the boat <laughs> and uh, Velma um, comes to you and she persuades you to walk, walk with her and you are kind of enjoying the sights of the festival it's kind of interesting you can see that there's, there's like this mound of earth and centaurs are taking turns to climb atop the mound and look towards the sun as the sun is getting lower in the sky getting towards setting and they're um, telling stories or one of them gets up and sings a, sings a little song another one gets up and does a little dance and Velma explains that they're um, they're trying to trying to bring the unicorn, the unicorn of the of the sun. It is said that when the right offering is given, one of of perfect intent will express themselves truly. Then the, the great unicorn will ride down from the sun, and well, bless them. But well, I've never seen it. Doesn't stop everyone from trying though. Maybe you might give it a try later on. Absolutely. <laughs> I definitely believe in that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's, uh, that sounds like a real thing that might happen. And I look forward to witnessing it. <laughs> Very good. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Mascara, um, you are... Um, kind of being surrounded by uh, uh, centaurs who are keen to talk to you and because um, you were the one who was carrying the amulet they want to want to talk to you about it it's, it's obviously quite important they think it's like a it's just a really cool and special thing from their history and um, as you're doing that you you notice because you you're like your stock and trade as a rogue is by noticing what's going on keeping mm. an eye on things you notice two things in particular one of them is that there is not far from where all the festival is happening. There's kind of a stand of tall trees, pine trees, and um, it's, there's a couple of centaurs who are standing over that way, like they're on guard or they're keeping an eye on, making sure people from where you are don't go over beyond the pine tree area. So you kind of scope that out for a little bit. And the other thing you see are they is centaurians? Yeah, we'll keep keep going. <laughs> keep trying. Two more times. Uh, I think the word you're looking for is digging. <laughs> the other thing that you see is that you are not the only um, two-legged people at this gathering. There is a little group of like a dozen others, and uh, most of them are quite young, um, following along behind who is obviously the ringleader. This ringleader is walking around. He's wearing um, a leather vest and leather pants and he's got long black hair and dark makeup and he's got rippling abs and <laughs> um, he's kind of looking around him with something that looks part interest and part part disgust <laughs> something like that but he Perfect. definitely is not of a piece with all of the centaur celebration that's happening um, as you are you are noticing that maybe um, Randy you could walk up and interact with Mascara because you've also you you keep thinking about where that little dwarven pathway was going and where, where it might be leading but I don't know let's, let's hear what the two of you have to say to each other 
I keep thinking about that dwarven path and where it might be leading. <laughs> but I don't know. What, what dwarven path and where it might be leading? Oh, you know, when we like landed at the jetty and I was like that amazing landing because I'm really good at sailing. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and then uh-huh. like there was that jetty that was made from dwar- by dwarves and yeah. then there's a path made by dwarves uh-huh. and then we went off that path made dwar- by dwarves towards this festival, which is totally awesome. I love a good festival. But then like there's this path that's made by dwarves and I don't know where it's going and I just keep thinking about it. I should go check it out. Yeah, but first, <laughs> see those trees up there? Oh, yes, yeah, definitely trees. Yeah, see how there's like some centaurs like guarding? Ah, centaurians. <laughs> I mean, that's probably what they're called. I don't um, know what they're called. <laughs> it just seems a little sus that like everybody down here is like celebrating and those two are like standing sentry. Maybe they're bored. Ooh, Maybe they're hungry. Let's give them Maybe some beer. Maybe we should take them some food. Yes. You know, what do you think? I've definitely got some beer and I'm going to give it to them. Is the, Maybe is a kitten. The pa- is the path on the way? Um, no, let's yes. do this. Yeah, <laughs> well, I was on like, the way. Okay, cool. We can do that and then do that at the same time. It looks like Jackwick's carrying a lot of potato, so we could probably steal some off him to give to them, right? Well, let's start with the bear and the kittens and then while I'm doing that, you can go and get some potatoes off Jackwick and then I'll distract right, So them. cutting ahead to... Good. You... <laughs> <laughs> We'll, we'll skip the working out who has exactly what potatoes <laughs> and what hands. They're not getting the potatoes. I don't know why they're looking for thing. Um, having, having equipped yourselves with various, various gifts and distractions, you are approaching the centurions. See? All right. It works. Yeah. It works. Okay, it's going on me. Um, as, okay, they're, they're, um, they see you approaching and they both kind of stand a little bit taller there, rippling abs shining in the setting sun. Um, Hi, noticed um, you had the, the, the bad job, basically, while everybody else was getting to have fun, so I thought we would bring some of the fun to you. Here. Uh, this was sort of... It, it was a potato stick. It's kind of half a potato... Uh, look, look, it was a fight. Uh, One of them reaches down and takes it and says, thank you, but you are not welcome in this area. This is uh, sacred centaur ground. You're not supposed to be here. You must return. I get it. You're grumpy. Have a kitten. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> and you can have one too. Roll for kitten. There's kitten, kittens for both of you. The other one says, but you are, you are forbidden to look behind the trees. I mean, you're not supposed to be in this area. This is central area. Absolutely. Sounds important. Completely hey, agree. didn't you have more kittens? And she just wants to, like, blend into while that's happening. Okay, give me, give Let me, me a let's count kittens. roll. Um, <laughs> you can have advantage. You probably won't need it because you're very good at that. Sort no, of I definitely need it. Um, thank you. Because uh, that was that was bad. Uh, but that's an 18 plus 8. So, yeah, that's good. Fantastic. Okay, so you start creeping behind the trees while you are holding up um, kittens. Well, Randy has many right. questions about the centaurs. Huh, many equestrians. <laughs> You paid. <laughs> nice. All right. Can I just say nay now? <laughs> Meanwhile, Jackwick, Fran, uh, you you have uh, come back together, and how are, how are things going for the two of you? How are you experiencing the? Jackwick just had so many potatoes. He's just having a great. He's, uh, Fran, Fran, they have yep. all the potatoes, all the potatoes. I've never seen so many potatoes. I, I, sir, sir, are those new potatoes, Fran? I don't know what to do. I've never been like this. <laughs> well, here's, here's a thing to take your mind off it. Here's just something I've been wondering. All right. Dwarven jetty. Yo. Dwarven pathway. Okay. Where are all the dwarves? Are there no dwarf centaurs here? 
No. I haven't seen one. Do you think? They're not, they didn't turn the dwarves into the potato. <laughs> I would feel quite guilty, but I don't think that's centaur behavior. I'd still eat the potatoes, of course. Mm. No, but sir, you, you have a great point. And have you noticed those odd-looking folks walking around here as well? Oh, uh, yeah, leather pants, leather they, vest. It's trouble. They don't belong here. Are you yeah. talking about me? <laughs> Hello, sir. You do not seem like you are... Fr- Hello. <laughs> you are quite dashing. In a, in a kind of rug, rugged way. My name is Dr. Morbius. What are you a doctor of? Morbius. This and that. Look, we could go round and round in circles on this for a long time, but, uh, sir, you don't seem like you're around here. You don't round from here. You seem like you're not a centaurist. So what are you? <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, but you should be wary of offending me. No? I am a half centaur. Which half? <laughs> are, you a, are you like omen on the outside and centaur on the inside or what? Honestly, man, what are you? It's the, just the rudest question. <laughs> like, well, people ask me that all the time and I don't get offended. My eyes just go black and I walk away. Right. I've been studying centaurs of different cultures and communities. And I was invited to witness the celebrations at this festival. But do you know, I think there is something that they are not telling us. Okay, you don't need to put it that way. You just seem like you're quite sinister there, sir. (laughs) Smile a little bit. (laughs) Behind uh, Velma rides into the um into the middle of the the group and kind of claps and uh, draws the attention of all the centaurs and says it is time the sun is low and the moon is risen it is time for the great ceremony atop the hill centaurs hooray <laughs> and the centaurs all start moving up to the hill and some of them start coming up to you and like up, up the hill up the hill and you have your um, kittens out and the centaurs near you are like, oh, it is, it's time uh, to be going up the hill. And Mascara, you creep around behind the trees and you look up and you can see standing there is a giant wooden structure in the shape of a person. A great big wicker man. To be continued. This has been Diceratops Presents Pour Some Centaur On Me, Part 1. You can get tickets now for our next D&D live shows, Don't Dream It's Ogre, at the NZ Fringe Festival. That's three shows in March. Link in the show notes. Get your tickets. Big love to Jared, Tom, Jules, and Stephen, our players, and the amazing D Woods for sound and music. D uses sound from Sword Coast Soundscapes. Find soundtracks for your games on the Sword Coast Soundscapes YouTube channel. And from Sirenscape, because epic games need epic game sounds. Find more at sirenscape.com. Full details on sounds used in the show notes. Many thanks to Jared Baker, who recorded the show and all our shows. Follow us on all the social medias at DiceratopsNZ and sign up for our email newsletter at DiceratopsNZ.wordpress.com and if you like what we're doing, tell other people to give us a try. We like that a lot. I am Morgan Davey. We are Diceratops. We love games and our shows are for everyone.